Hey everyone, it's Gabby here, and I'm the Student Success Coordinator here at Food Business. I support our retail ready students by helping with behind the scenes logistics. Because of that, I get to see firsthand what questions are the top of food finders' minds. I absolutely love connecting listeners with content that we already have here on the podcast. I'll be resharing a few episodes of the Food Bizwiz podcast that I know are full of timely and resonant takeaways for you. Today, we're revisiting episode 116, titled Time Management, Working on Your Business versus Working in Your Business. Though we were in the fourth quarter when we originally recorded this episode, its message is evergreen, as it's always a good time to reflect on how we are or aren't setting ourselves up for success. On top of that, we are just wrapping up Wholesale Week, our free five days of actionable mini lessons for emerging food, bev, and taxable grocery brands like yours. We designed it to help you put your wholesale strategy in place for your next steps in 2022. This event was all about working on your business intentionally, and it has been pretty incredible to see the wins that our Wholesale Week participants have had once they chose to intentionally work on their businesses. We want that for you as well. And we'll tell you how you can make that choice and invest in yourself in our show notes. Now, back to the episode. In this episode, Ali will differentiate between what it means to work on your business versus in your business. And she'll also go over how you can support yourself in making time to work on your business intentionally. Without further ado, let's get started. I'm Ali Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. This episode is supported by Retail Ready, our course, coaching, and community for packaged products brands who want to land on more wholesale shelves and have high sales once you're there. You are in luck. We are inviting you to jumpstart your enrollment and join us today. No wait list, no watching the educational masterclass, no sales call required. If you know you need the support in building systems for sustainable success, plus a community to hold you accountable and expert tailored advice from me and my team, consider this your official invite. Click through to the information and enrollment page linked in our show notes, read through our robust FAQs to ensure that you are the right fit, and join us in a matter of minutes. I'll see you soon inside of Retail Ready. Okay, my whizzes. Today we are talking about working on versus in your business, especially in the fourth quarter. So truthfully, this is a topic that is relevant for any time of year, but might feel particularly important to think about right now. So here is what we are going to cover on today's episode. I'm going to talk about the difference between working on versus in your business, and I'll give some examples of both of those. I'm going to talk through how to make time to work on your business, right? That's the key here. We're going to discuss why it's important to focus on that in the fourth quarter in particular, and then how you can do that with me and my team here at Food Biz Whiz. 
Sound good? So like I said, I did this as an Instagram live in September, and it seemed like a topic that really resonated with you guys as you navigate the ups and downs of being foodpreneurs. I thought it would be valuable to talk about it here again on the podcast so that it can live on and on forever. So here we go. So first off, what does it look like to work on your business instead of in your business? So if you are working on in, in your business here, it means that you are likely responding to fires that come up every day and you are letting your day run you. You wake up having some sort of loose plan, or frankly, you might not have a plan at all, and you prioritize things as they're thrown at you. You likely are feeling overwhelmed and anxious as you work inside of your business. You also might feel like you are constantly behind the ball, even if you are getting things done in the day. And it's hard to acknowledge those accomplishments because there's always more to do, right? That to-do list is ever expanding and it's always piling up. So when you're working in your business, instead of on your business, you are reactive instead of proactive. You're likely pretty tired too. (laughs) So I'm laughing a little bit because I've been there, right? I think we've all been there from time to time. I mean, gosh, we work in the food industry here, so it can feel like a a given that it's chaotic, right? That just feels like it comes along with the territory of running a food business. I mean, I, I know we've all had moments where it feels like we're just surviving and our days are really running us, running us, right? That is the reality. I get it. So let's talk about the opposite end of the spectrum though, and what it feels like to work on your business, right? So it means that you plan ahead, right? That's a big one. You plan ahead. You have a strategy for growth rather than feeling like you are just winging it. You have tactics that you use to drive sales, tactics that you use to expand distribution or grow your reach or um, see a greater return on investment of your marketing dollars, And you have a plan to put those tactics in place and you have a means of measuring their results. That's what happens when you work on your business. You have a vision or you likely have a vision. You have a vision that's starting to come together and you have a pretty clear picture of what you need to do in order to get to that vision. You likely, if you're working on your business, you likely are setting quarterly goals and you are able to break them down into smaller projects that move the needle forward in your business. And then this is a big one, you guys, you implement rather than just consume. So it's one thing to listen to podcasts, to read books, to Click through to insightful business blogs and not along. And it's a whole other thing to actually take action on the lessons that are flowing through your ears, right? Okay, so now we do have the reality that we are in the food industry and there are times that we work in our businesses, right? That is okay. I'm not here to tell you that your job is to, you know, sit in a beautiful office (laughs) daydreaming about your future successes and how great it's going to feel when you achieve your goals, right? That is, that's not the reality of running a food business. 
So, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I am in year seven of my business. And for the first four years, I did everything 100% by myself, which meant that most of my time was spent in my business rather than on my business. And that's okay, right? That's the reality of starting and growing a business. But the faster that you prioritize working on your business, at least for part of the time, instead of spending 100% of your living, breathing hours working in your business, the faster, faster you will see growth. So let me repeat that for you. The faster you prioritize working on your business, the faster you will see growth. Okay. So I want you to pause and think here. You can even pause this podcast if you need to. Which one do you want? When I ran through that bullet pointed list, which one do you want? Do you want to work in your business or on your business? And truthfully, which is right for you at this particular stage of your business? Likely, if you are listening to this episode, you want to do more of the on in your business rather than the in your business, right? Okay, so now we have the why, that big why. We work on our businesses in order to be proactive instead of reactive and in order to strategically grow our businesses. Are you guys ready to talk about how? Let's do this. Okay. How to work on your business. I said this in the Instagram live and it is worth repeating here. People always ask me, they come to me and they say, Allie, how do you find the time to work on your business? They see me growing my business, doing all these different things, like um, showing up in different places. And it feels like there is this feeling, I've heard this a lot from Retail Ready students, that I have some magical extra hour in my day. So I get this question a lot, like, Allie, how do you find the time to work on your business? And this, my whizzes, is a really deadly question. When people ask me this, I know right away that they've got the wrong attitude about time management to begin with. So did you catch what that question was? So I'll repeat it. How do you find the time to work on your business? Sounds simple, right? Or more often, (laughs) truthfully, it's a whiny voice that I hear that I get from folks saying more like, but Allie, how do I possibly find the time to work on my business? And here is the truth. The truth is that I don't find the time. If I waited around until I magically found the time, I magically stumbled upon the time, it would never happen. What do I do instead? I make the time. Working on my business is my number one priority, and I recognize that it is key to my business success. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there are weeks where I'm better at this than others, right? And there are times when I am like heads down working in the business, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I make no mistake in recognizing that working on my business is my most important job as the founder and CEO of Food Biz Whiz. Shift your thinking from needing to find the time to recognizing that it is your job to make the time to work on your business. I'd argue that this is the most important thing that a high-level founder or manager needs to do. 
So now you're likely nodding along, I hope, right? And you've had this light bulb moment here that you want to shift from finding the time to making the time. And you likely still have that question. So like, how do I make the time in my business alley? Like, tell me your secrets. So there are all different tactics that you can use to make the time. And there is no one size fits all solution here. Some, some things that I practice myself and that I teach our retail ready students is time blocking, doing weekly planning and prioritization, setting, setting quarterly goals and breaking them down into projects, batching your content, having theme days in your week. That's a big game changer for a lot of retail ready students using a planner or learning my strategy of writing to-do lists. I have a very specific way of writing my to-do lists. I outline, if you are listening to this and you're inside of Retail Ready, this is all outlined in Allie's Art of Organization, my bonus lesson. So I want to be clear here. This is These are all learned skills. You don't have to be good at time management right now or organization or planning, right? You can learn how to be better at all of those things. And you can learn how to develop a system that works for you. You can make time in your business and it is your job to make time in your business. Okay. We are going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, I'm going to talk through your next steps on working on your business. Hang tight. Here's what a recent retail ready student, Megan posted as a win in our private group. She said, I quote, I wanted to share some feedback I received at a meeting this morning that has reinforced so many of the points we've learned in here. I met with a local co-op grocery store category manager. On all in all, it was a phenomenal meeting, and I felt like I finally have been doing things right. He said to follow up with him in a week or so if I hadn't heard from him. My meeting was at 10 a.m. this morning, and by 1 p.m., he emailed me to order because he and his staff loved our sample so much. This is a win. A big thank you to the Retail Ready team. So Megan, I am so proud of you, and I'm proud that you have put in the work so that you finally feel like you are doing things right. So my whizzes, let's get you a similar win, and let's get you inside of Retail Ready right now. Skip the line and head straight to our quick start enrollment and info page, linked directly here in the show notes. You can sign up in minutes and jump straight into our curriculum today. I'll see you in there. Okay, we are back. And I want you to think about how much time you work on your business at the moment. And I want you to visualize what it would look like to increase that number. So let's say that you work 50 hours a week, right? We're in the food industry. I know you guys are pulling long hours. And admittedly, you think that you spend close to 100% of the time of your work time working in your business. So you might be running production shifts, doing sales and deliveries, packing orders, working in a farmer's market booth, managing your social media accounts and on and on and on, right? That is a full-time job of working in your business. So what would it look like? What would it take to get 10% of that time back, five hours a week to work on your business? 
So I guarantee you that if you invested five hours a week in strategic planning, in goal setting, in organizational skills, and being proactive in your business, you would likely find that you save time in your week. And those remaining 45 hours that you've been working each week actually start to become easier and might even reduce in number. So when students inside of Retail Ready take Allie's Art of Organization, we actually get feedback so often that it saves you guys hours in your week. It's pretty incredible when to see what happens when you make that time to work on your business. And here, the last thing that I'm going to say on this particular topic is that if you feel like there is no possible way that you could find five hours a week to work on your business... I'm going to tell you that you're wrong. Now, we have students inside of Retail Ready who argue this back at me until they're blue in the face. They tell me that I don't get it. I don't understand. There's absolutely no way that they have an extra five hours in the work week. You guys, the hard truth is that your time adds up. How much time are you spending scrolling on social media or doing busy work or checking your email again and again and again, or frankly, listening to podcasts without implementing the work? I mean, heck, you are listening to podcasts right now. (laughs) I hope you're multitasking, right? And listening as you're doing a production shift or something. But if you are one of those people who feels like you can't possibly find five hours in the week. I would ask you if everything that you did today was with intention and focus. I mean, I'm kind of poking fun at you here, right? Um, I, I do think listening to the podcast is a great use of your time if you actually sit down and implement what you've learned. Okay, so I do want you to think about that next time you catch yourself wasting your time. Typically, we do have time in our week that we're spending inefficiently or frankly, that we're just wasting. I want to be clear that there's nothing wrong with da- with downtime. I am a huge proponent for downtime, rest, recovery, vacation, nights and weekends off. Absolutely. But what I am not a proponent of is wasting your time during your workday and lying to yourself and thinking that you don't have any flexibility there, right? Okay. Lastly, and this is a whole other topic for a whole other podcast episode, I think about how can you invest in getting your time back? You might think about hiring someone for five hours a week at $15 an hour and spend $75 a week that you get back to work on your business. I bet that that $75 a week will pay for itself many, many times over right? I think so often when we think about hiring, we we think that we've got to just jump all in, hire a full-time salaried management position. Let's start small. The first time I hired someone, it was five hours a week at $15 an hour, right? $75 an hour, which frankly at the time felt like a little bit of a stretch, but that time, that investment was invaluable in getting my time back. Okay, so let's wrap up here with a reminder of why it's important to focus on this, particularly in the fourth quarter, and how you can do that with me and my team here at Food Biz Wiz. So in the fourth quarter, it is hard to get on the shelf. It is the time when wholesale buyers are focused on holiday operations. I always 
<laughs> I think about the theme of November. Buyers are saying no, left and right. No, you can't do that. No, you can't drop off samples. No, I won't respond to your email. We are quickly approaching November. So when you pitch to buyers during the fourth quarter, you're not only wasting their time, but you are wasting your own time as well, right? They, those buyers start to question if you even know what you're doing when you come knocking on their doors in November and December. So it's important knowing that, knowing that buyers are less responsive this time of year, it is important to think about what you can do to work on your business in this time. So that might look like developing your sales strategy, figuring out your promotional plan that you can offer to new wholesale accounts, redoing your sell sheet to make sure that it is standing out in the crowd of hundreds that land in a buyer's inbox every month. You might practice your pitch knowing like we're still going to be doing virtual pitches in 2022. Practice those pitches. You might dial in your marketing plan. There are so many things to work on, on your business in the fourth quarter. It's important to use this time so you are ready to rock come January. So lastly, how can you work with me and my team here at Food Biz Wiz? It is very simple. The only way that we work with emerging food, beverage, and taxable grocery brands is inside of Retail Ready. This is the sole thing that we focus on, how to land on more retail shelves, whether those are digital shelves or physical shelves, and how to have higher sales once you're there. It takes about 90 days to get through our Retail Ready content. So if you join us now, you are going to be primed for success come January. So if you want in, if you want more info about Retail Ready, come and start a conversation with me. Send me a DM right now. I'm at It's Alley Ball. You can find that linked in the show notes as well, or click through and watch our three-step masterclass, which is the sponsor of this episode. We'll get you the support that you need during this busy time of year, and you will get set up for success come January. Thanks so much for joining us again today. I hope this episode gave you a moment's pause to think about how you can fit working on your business into a weekly routine. If you're a Retail Ready student, please come and post in the student community and we'll have a bigger conversation around any questions or thoughts you wanted to share. Or if you're part of our larger community, come and join the conversations in our Food BizWiz Facebook group, linked in the show notes. Have a great Saturday. day. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.